Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today as usual. Um, our evening with medium events have all been canceled for 2020. Thank you to everyone who did buy tickets. We're patient with refunds and are expressing enthusiasm for 2021 dates. We will keep you posted as soon as we know something more. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. That's about emotional, spiritual, and intuitive intelligence. And Kelly and I put together a toolkit for you. They're, they come in a series of five mini shows that are usually about 10 to 15 minutes each. They run the very first week of every single month, Monday to Friday. The very first show is always available at the website by sarlo.com and YouTube. The remaining four shows in every single series can be found at patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. This is a membership portal that gives you far more than just sips of sanity. You have an opportunity to vote on all of the content that we put forward to all of you. Um, you also have access to private bingo sheets. So we have one that goes out to the public that you can play along with, with Coffee with the Sarlos. And then we have Patreon-only sheets as well, so that's a lot of fun. We have journeying exercises. We have a draw for a free half-hour session. We have um, a book club coming mm -hmm. up in January, which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. That's going to include a private Facebook group. So there's tons of benefits that you can access all month long. Patreon is wonderful in the sense that you can pay once and benefit all year, or you can pay month to month and jump around in the tiers, exit when you want, come back when you want. It's a really great way to build your emotional and intuitive toolkit. We do private sessions individually. We have separate practices. You can visit the website by sarlo.com to fill out a request form and it will come to whoever you send it to, to book an appointment. We offer FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, WhatsApp, Theralink, and telephone for clients all over the world. And everybody asks the big question, will your session be as accurate if you're in Australia as if you're here right in Ontario, Canada? Yes. Our relationship with the spirit world is what matters, not where you're located. Excellent. And having said that, if you're looking to purchase a gift, pardon me, a gift certificate for anyone anywhere in the world, um, you can do so at any denomination. You can request that mm -hmm. through Karen or myself. We can print up a certificate and give that to you if you're local, or we can send you an e-certificate in a PDF format so you can print it out and have it under the tree or in a stocking for next week, which is Christmas. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. ready to dive into today's show? I am. Um, you have prepared this, uh, like usual, and we're doing medical intuitive today. Yes. I organized three stories of clients. Um, and I'm just, I'm going to do, of course, I'm going to do one at a time and not, not that good, try eh? and say how they're similar or anything. I'm just going to tell the three individual stories. Okay. Um, so the first one is, um, uh, you know what, and I do, I'm not going to worry about whether it's FaceTime, Zoom, or WhatsApp, Great. they're all by I've technology. I've never, never thought that was important. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So we can see each other over technology, and it's a couple that has booked the session. And oh. I am ready with names. Oh, yes. Go. I'm going to go with Johnny and Moira. I'm totally obsessed with Shit's Creek now. Oh. <laughs> Johnny and Moira. Yeah. Okay. So Johnny and Moira um, are, are, we can see each other through technology and they've booked a half hour session together to ask the question, what do I get about their son? 
-hmm. And that's how it starts. So I did not really, I didn't know this was going to be medical intuitive. It was just, what do you get? And they were just open to, to hearing that. And the spirit guides came in really easy, Kelly, with his soul and said that he needed help with his brain. Mm. And I thought, mental health, physical health, mm -hmm. both or neither? <laughs> or is it something that I'm not understanding? I don't know. And they said, um, it has very much to do with the physical health. Take a look. And all of a sudden I see, and you know this, but we're explaining it for people that are listening. It's like looking at an MRI mm -hmm. or a CAT scan. I'm not sure because I don't sit and look at things in a medical profession. But for me, it's just like you can see the brain and then they're zooming in. And then when they zoom in, they show me what, uh, what from watching Grey's Anatomy because that's my only reference point. Because that's great because I didn't put Gray's names and that's a bingo square. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that it looks like what they what they show on TV to be a brain bleed. Mm. And so I'm I'm watching that and it's like, what the heck? He's got a brain bleed? And the spirit guides say yes, and they're going to affirm this for you. They already know that he's had a brain bleed. They, and they're not testing you, Karen. This isn't about people trying to see if you're any good. They want to see if you're going to get the brain bleed, but they want information about it. And they've just been told by their doctor not to say anything to you. And it's not because the doctor doesn't believe in you either. They do. They've heard about the two of you and they've suggested that they call for some more information. Well, I would like to illustrate too. Awesome. Like, yeah, A, that's wonderful. And and also, it's the same situation as when people sit down and want to know about their relationship and we say to them, don't tell me anything. Yeah, I'm going to just give you what I get so that you're not wondering if you're actually channeling it or you're getting, you know, your own personal story that you've heard from them mixed up with the channeling. Mm. Like sometimes it's just nicer to start with a clean slate when it's not a testing situation. Mm. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I asked if they had more information before I spoke to the couple and they said, yes, they want to know if there will be another brain bleed. Mm. That's, that's really what they're calling about. Well, that makes sense then to me. If the fact, if, if all that information is correct, that he's already had one. Right. Right. So yeah. it's like, oh, so I'm writing all these little notes on my page and they're just looking at me and waiting. They were so respectful. They were just sitting and watching. And I, so I wrote this down like all in little note form so I could go through the process and they said, yes. And I said, well, what are the chances they're going to ask me by when or when? Mm -hmm. Because mm, I'm a mom and I'm pretty sure I'd want to know when. So like, I'll say my human comes in too as a human being, like, okay, mom and dad are here. Let's go with this. And they said, by the time he is 20. And I'm like, okay. So it, this would be helpful then if you give me around what age he's at now, because obviously it has to be less than 20. And they said, yes, we'll tell you that he's 14. Mm. That's fantastic. Sometimes we don't get that kind of information. They may give us something else, but this was, this was pretty, it's, it's either going to be spot on or it's not. So they said he's 14 and it would be by the time he's 20. And I said, what do you want me to tell these parents? Like, this is not great information. 
And they said, well, you go with that and we're going to write down, or we want you to write down some other things. If they give you consent to continue, we have more, but you go first. And so I stopped and I said, I have information and I've doodled it. And the dad says, that is really cool. Could I see the sheet? Well, you know what else is really cool? The guides paused Mm. to say if they give consent for Mm. us to give more information. You and I talk about that a lot, (laughs) that we check in with consent. And I I just think Mm. it's so extra beautiful um, that the guides are doing that too. Mm. I find they do that all the time, but I, I... You just warmed my heart because it happens constantly for us. And I forget how good that makes me feel Mm -hmm. in every single session and why I want to be with people. Mm -hmm. And I I think about, you know, like some people might be listening and thinking like, well, what do you mean? Check in, like tell the fucking parents they they need this information. Mm -hmm. Some like you have a right to panic. You have a right as a parent or someone who just loves this person to have your panic button hit and to have someone not rush you with mm-hmm. more information if you're still trying to process, mm-hmm. digest, or maybe hear it because you've blacked out already, um, the, the, the first piece of information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I held it up to the, t- or to the computer screen, <laughs> I was going to say, to the TV screen. You're sounding more and more mentally ill. Well, hold up now. Was it a session, Karen? I think, hold up. <laughs> I think some people would laugh at that comment and agree with you, and other people would go, well, yeah, yeah, I get it, because you watch yeah. movies on your computer screens totally. now, and you can download videos, and you watch that like a TV. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to defend myself here. That's fine, because one of the squares is Kelly makes fun of Karen. <laughs> Does one of the squares say Karen defends herself back? No. Not yet. Well, maybe. You can tell who maybe. designs the bingo <laughs> sheets. <laughs> maybe I have to get my hands on the bingo sheets. All right. <laughs> so I held it up, knowing what was on that sheet, mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to be told that their son's going to have another brain bleed. And so, and, and by the age of 20, and that he's 14. So they're either going to be able, when I pull that sheet down, to say, you're wrong, he's 30, or you're wrong, he's six or he's two months, and I'll have to start over. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. I don't panic. I don't feel bad. I don't go into my ego. I simply sit there and go, I can accept being wrong. And I'll learn. I will learn, and then hopefully the, the family will help me, and the guides will help me, and my ego, Gert, will sit here patiently while I learn. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't have that attitude, then I would not be in my 14th year of doing this. Mm-hmm. I would not be doing it on podcasts, broadcasting it. I, I, I'd be shitting my pants. Um, and we, and I want to say I still shit my pants like a little bit. What? Well, I mean, you're saying that you wouldn't be doing it. You wouldn't be in your mm. 14th year. And I think that's important for people to know that like, there are still some psychics and medical intuitives or people who mm-hmm. call themselves those things mm. who do the podcast anyway do hmm. do the workshops anyway, write the book anyway. Oh. And don't don't check in with their ego. Don't oh. have the same level of humility. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't dawn on me not to make sure that Gert's okay. And and I the spirit guides catch me. They they I'll, I call it they kick my ass. 
mm-hmm. and I'll say they do it in such a fun way that I that it's fun. Like yeah. they like we can laugh about it and giggle and happy dance when I learn something new or when they say you did this wrong, but it's okay, honey. And you, let's you know this is what you. They'll say things to me like you went too fast, you didn't listen to us, you were in your ego, and I'm like, yeah. And, and, and I, I know that I know mm-hmm. from the people pleaser, how I can skip steps. So I have to be aware, right. My people pleaser can, can want to skip a step and Gert goes, go Karen, skip steps. And I have to be able to go, no, that's not going to help this family, their son, his soul, um, or their physician it's, or whoever's going to listen to this. It's not going to be helpful. So it's okay for me to to pause, to breathe, and to listen. I like my new process. That's great. I'm just trying to illustrate yeah. that there are people out there who call themselves these things and don't operate within those same mm. ethics that you just outlined. Oh, okay. Okay. So I took this sheet down. Thank you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And so I took this sheet down and um, I saw their faces. And um, I, I have to hand it to them because um, as much as there was some distress in it, you could see that they were already a little prepared for it. They just didn't want to hear it, but you could see it was like, okay. Like you could see the resignation, but at the very same time, you could see, okay, so what are we going to do? I don't know how, maybe when your son is living his life like this, you put so many emotions together so quickly to go into, this is what I need to do. Survival. And I will cry later. Mm-hmm. My husband and I will have our cry later together. We'll go, we'll go for our walk and you know, whatever it is that they do. But in this moment, we are going to be in go, go mode or we're, we're going to collaborate. We're going to get all of our answers and we'll sort through it later. And I thought, what a couple. What, what a team. What, yeah, what a team. And, and imagine his sole contract with them that that's part of that contract is to go through these experiences and part of the contract is for them to collaborate. It is to give them an opportunity to say, okay, we are a team. We're doing a medical intuitive show and I'm, I'm pausing in my head to think of the people who may have lost a child and divorced because of the grief being too, too big, too much. Yeah too heavy, um, or lost anything, experienced loss Mm -hmm. or trauma and not known how to be a part of a team or had a partner who didn't know, or maybe just couldn't. I want to cry. And, and to witness these two do whatever they needed to do and whatever they can do, because sometimes there's just a limitation of what you can do. Mm-hmm. And they get on the same page. Mm-hmm. I've been part of teams in the past where I didn't know how to do that. And I've been part of teams in the past that did know how to do that. Um, and I didn't. And then I got a skill set. I grew up. I worked my butt off to learn the difference. And I'm proud. I'm happy who I am now that I could, if the universe decides was ever to have another partner in this life, that I would choose someone who can too, mm-hmm. so that I have the opportunity to learn to do it with somebody. But but in this current moment, during this session, 
I am grateful to the universe that I have two people mm. and that they are the couple and that I am a third person in that team currently for half an hour and I will take it. I accept because they are my healthy people. And so I have figured out in my life as a single person to still team with other people every time I have an opportunity. <laughs> and I will always say yes to that. Okay. That was like, for anyone listening, that was like the understatement of the year because Karen literally... Oh, I thought it was revelatory. <laughs> okay. I'm going to finish. <laughs> I see where this might be going with the life Kanye coach West. over here. Yeah. I'm going to let you finish, but first I'm going to. Um, <laughs> you, you've built these skills. Yes, I, you know, I'll validate that. Um, why, <laughs> why I don't think this is revelatory at all is because when you don't have a couple in front of you, when your client is one person, yeah. one individual, yeah. you step up to be the whole team. Oh, true. You step okay. up every single session multiple times a day, sometimes seven days a week, yeah. to be the team member that says, it's okay, come on, we can do this. And it's it's beautiful to illustrate that you have, you know, um, a Johnny and a Moira who are doing it for themselves and you mm-hmm. get to be a less pressured third person. Yeah. Um, but you are so many people's teams. Thank you. And the reason that they discover they can be one as well. Right. I get that. You did that for me when you were learning to be healthier, taking psychology, taking life coaching and doing your life. And I was not there yet. Mm-hmm. You. This is a good example of where the child outgrew the parent and the parent went, oh my God, my child has outgrown my emotional intelligence I have to pick up my pants and um, put my head into some books and podcasts and do everything I can to play catch up and mm-hmm. make sure that I I can be present in this relationship healthily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing then was that they sat there and um, said, okay, um, continue. And it was like, oh, okay, good. I've got this, I've got this permission now. And that is how some people give permission. It's not that I say, hey, I'm going to do a check-in. May I continue? Which we do as well in Mm -hmm. every single session. But when somebody says, and what else do you get? That is consent. So I said, okay, I'll go back to the spirit guides and ask, is that correct about your son's age? So that I know that the year 20 by 20, it's correct. And, and he said, yes, it is. He says, that's, that's why we're saying. And he goes, and plus, we didn't tell you that we were calling because our son had had a brain bleed. Mm-hmm. He says, you've got brain bleed on the page. And he says, we just looked at each other when the page was up and went, yeah, she's got it. She's got him. Mm-hmm. So he says, we looked at each other because I couldn't see them with the page up. And he just went, we both went thumbs up. Let's go. She's got our information. We got to access this now. So the spirit guides said they want to know if he can survive the next brain bleed or not. And the answer was yes, depending on where he was. So if he's in, oh, and I have to be careful because I don't want to divulge where these people live, a large city, he can. 
if he's in a small community, and not to pick on any small community hospitals here, no. but they will not have what he needs. And if he's, and this was this was significant significant to this family because they are in a big city. Um, how did it work? But where he goes sometimes is not. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, so they have to be aware that when he's going to visit these particular grandparents or whatever, he's not going to have that there. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure, or I don't know what you do in that situation, if you just don't allow it, or you go and you take your chances. I don't know. But um, the the comment from the spirit guides was he could survive depending on his location and his access to the proper medical care. They were content with that because I think, as far as I can remember, what he roughly said was that that's manageable. Mm-hmm. That That is actually something you have choices around and you can work with mm-hmm. as opposed to an answer of no, mm-hmm. period. Then where do you go from that? Nowhere. But if you hear yes, depending on, then you have something you can work with. And that seemed to be part of the key of what this couple wanted to hear because they were solution focused all the time. So now if we can have, and I picked grandparents, but I don't know who the people were, but if we can have the grandparents for the next couple of years, six years, come to us for Christmas, Thanksgiving, and we pay for their trip, pick them up, drive them home. If we make all the concessions to keep him here and we put ourselves out or financially or whatever to help those people come to us for his convenience. Uh, and we just roll the dice that when it happens, we're here, then we will all have known that it was worth it because his life is saved. And I just thought, I, you know, and they're talking like that and I'm listening and I'm listening to this conversation based on what the guides are saying. And then the couple looking at each other quickly, having a quick conversation in front of me and going, okay, and what do we want to ask her next? And and sitting there going through their list of questions and going, okay, we don't need to ask her this. We have to ask her this next. So they had literally sat prior and had a whole map of these, or map. They, it looks to me like outline. a map. Yeah. They had a whole outline of their questions depending on what the, the questions were or the responses from the spirit guides. And the other aspect of this was, um, the spirit guide said diet. He, he needs to completely change his diet in order to help his brain and that his gut can definitely have an impact on what's going on with the brain and exercise and stress and all, all a variety of things. So they asked for information about that. And I'm, I, I want to say this, everybody knows who listens to our show regularly that we want to refer to good people. Mm-hmm. So they were told about Dr. Uma Naidu, your brain on food, and the work that she's doing at Harvard University in the United States, and her book and her abilities or the research that she's doing. So not saying that it, that's going to stop his brain bleed, but that aspect of the nutrition and wh- how it helps the brain. There are other authors, and if people listening go, oh, I've got somebody we want you to email us because we love keeping our resources to be able to help people find the good people on earth. I thought it was really incredible that the couple sits there and here's about Dr. Naidu. Here's about 
nutrition um, is committed to trying to provide as much as they can for their child. That's the whole point of this is what can we do as parents? They realize they're not doctors. They realize that they're not him and that they can't control him, that he's 14 and that he's going to live the life he's going to live. They can't put food in his mouth and make him eat it, but they know that they can research and provide and educate and be examples. Lovely. You know, like I just, I think that's good to hear because sometimes when we get shit news, we don't know what to do because we can't control the other person. Mm-hmm. We can only think, how do we, how can we affect them without exerting control over them? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to lead us into our next story, mm-hmm. which is um, a woman. Would you like to name her? Alexis. Okay. So Alexis um, and I have a, another quick half hour session. And she begins her session by just saying, well, I'm interested. And she gives me a list of like, holy crepes, like six or seven things. And I said, I'm going to do them in the order that you've given me, or you can prioritize because there's too much for a half hour, I think, but we can see how it's going to go. And she goes, well, then just tell me whatever you get about my daughter. And I said, well, you've, do you want medical intuitive or do you want future? Do you want career, like relationships? What do you mean? Mental health? Like there's such a variety. And she goes, oh, I didn't realize that I'd have to be organized and tell you things. That's fair. And I said, well, I'll ask the guides. And the guides said to me immediately, she's just testing you. She wants her daughter and she wants medical intuitive and I'm, and future. And I'm like, oh, well, talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just talk she to ain't. me. Yeah. It, yeah. And the guy said, look, Karen, she has HPV. Mm. And I'm like, what? And they said, her daughter is young. She has HPV. And this is terminal. And she already knows this. She's just in shock. Mm-hmm. She's not being mean to you. She just has heard this from her her daughter and who has come back like from some medical appointment and she's aware that her daughter is terminal. She knows this because they've caught it late. And I said, well, then she's probably going to ask me how long. And I I hate doing Mm -hmm. dates of death or how long is this person going to live? Because unless it's their last exit point, we can be wrong. They've got five exits in each lifetime. So I'm like, what? How am I going to know this? And he said, oh, no, no, no. This is more simple than you think. Um, We're going to tell you flat out she has less than six months. This is very late. And this is not fixable. And this is like late stages. So, um, But she's in shock. So she's just grasping at everything. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to digest it. And I said then how do I play in? Like, wh- why is she, why is she talking to me? What can I do for her? Like, and I'm trying to think of the right questions to ask the spirit guides so that I can be helpful. I'm trying to think empathically if that were my, if that were you, if that's my child, my son or my daughter with HPV, well, why would I call a psychic? Why would I, what would I know I, why. 
I would want to know they've got the right diagnosis. I would want an affirmation that there wasn't anything that I could or should be doing more. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And I would want an affirmation that it's okay to just accept. And that's that. That's it. You you've got it. So I thought I'm going to sit here, and in that little moment of where I went from my head looking down at the spirit guides and doodling some of these things down to looking up at her, I had this moment of complete empathy. Two moms sitting together. Yeah, I like, and I thought I had a, a moment there of I'm going to lose my shit. Mm-hmm. I am going to cry. I'm going to bawl. I am going to be completely unprofessional. And then I heard the spirit guide say, no, 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 no. This is your synesthesia. This is her stuff. You're okay. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Because I could totally see empathically that I also do want to feel like that. But they're like, this is confusing for you because it's empathy, but it's also mere touch synesthesia. You're, You're in a double whammy moment. And I'm like, okay. So I just took a moment and then I said to her, okay, I'm doing medical intuitive for your daughter. And I said, and and this is what I am being told. Can you validate for me that she has had a medical diagnosis? And she said, yes. And I said, are you calling for confirmation? Yes. And I said, HPV, is this correct? And she went, yes. And She said, so that means the rest of it is correct. And I said, it means it's correct if the doctors have told her less than six months. And she went, they did. Um, Without skipping over the empathy part, I just wanted to point out that you actually used an additional form of affirmation Mm. because there are people who call, like we said, to, to know if the diagnosis is correct and... Sometimes we do get that doctors are not, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're human too. And we will mm-hmm. say, I, I said to someone, um, they wrote cause of death as heart attack mm. and the cause of death was actually a stroke. Mm. And so so it's good to be able to still ask those questions where mm-hmm. and, and for you to have that system in place for people to safeguard that it's accurate. Um, it's correct if they said six months or less. Mm -hmm. I think over the last 14 years, you and I have worked hard to come up with a lot of systems. Well, I'm just kidding. No, I am. (laughs) Yeah. And I've witnessed you and I've watched your transformations. I've watched your communication as you've debriefed and I've learned a ton based on the processes that you've had and changed and continue to implement. And I've learned from my mistakes mm-hmm. where I have said things and then people have called back and said, you worded it this way. You could have been nicer. You said it this way this or and, and it was wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it like, However, their emotions are and everything, I pay attention to all of it because I think how I can deliver something is going to be very individual to each person. So... It's important to make sure that those people are hurt when they take the time to call back and say what they need to say. Mm-hmm. And then also to understand and go to the spirit guides and go, did I mess up? And if they go, no, you didn't. They're this, in a different mood today. Yes. <laughs> this is their shit show or, or they're grieving. Their partner or their, shit all over them and that's why they're calling you back. A, oh, that's a huge one. 
Everyone heard complaints about the salmon episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, that the spirit guides can sit down and say to us, this isn't yours or yep, yep, this is yours. You, you, you know, you brought your own personal shit into it Mm -hmm. and it was your attitude and it's like, okay, then I need to apologize. Mm -hmm. And I'm so comfortable with calling somebody and saying, I need to apologize. I brought my own stuff to this. I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. I don't find that to be overwhelming or for Gert to get her knickers in a knot meaning my ego, that I shouldn't, or, you know, why would I do that? Or I could be on the phone all day apologizing. No, no, I I can take the time to do those things. There's a bingo square that uh, Karen Karen dates herself. This is a good bingo bingo game. We're just hitting all the squares. (laughs) I think your water bottle appeared (laughs) out of thin air. (laughs) It did. That's good. So I want to finish with this one. Okay. Because after that came out, she said something to me that isn't medical intuitive, but I'd like to include in today's show. This mom said to me, okay, Karen, I could cry here or I could ask you some questions and I have anxiety. And I said, why don't you ask the questions? And if I can answer and help, maybe I could alleviate something for your own burden today. And she said, well, I don't know if you can answer me or not because you're still alive, but you do talk to dead people. So, and you talk to the spirit world. So what's going to happen when my baby dies? I need to know. Mm -hmm. That's my anxiety. And I said, oh, well, let me ask. I think that's why people listen to the show. Yeah. And I said, well, just let me ask. And she went, what? I said, well, you you asked me a question. (laughs) I said, I need to ask the spirit guides what your daughter's going to... Oh, she says, I thought that you just had a general answer for everybody because everybody would experience the same thing. And I said, Mm. oh, I said, I hadn't thought of it that way. She goes, you know, like the tunnel and the white light. Oh. And I never... Kelly, I never thought of that. I don't know how come, but I never thought of what is written in books, made in movies. You've done such a great recovery job. (laughs) Oh, right, from Catholicism. Oh, shit, yeah. So I just said to the spirit, thank you. That is such a compliment. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, geez, I really will let that sink in with a cup of tea after dinner tonight. Okay. Thank you. So I said to her spirit, to her daughter's spirit, I said, hon, like, what are you going to experience when you die? And she says to me, well, she says, I have dogs that have passed over and I have a horse that I love that's died as well. I have one on earth and I, I'm going to figure out how to come back and ride my horse on earth. But I really want to ride my horse that, that's passed. Oh my God. It, right? That made me so happy to hear that she would figure out how to come back and ride her current horse. Yes. And I hope that... that like that affects people who have pets right now oh, yeah. to know that your animals are having that much fun with the spirit world. Yes. I have goosebumps going up and down my back right now. Carmen. Oh, I I just, I, <laughs> yeah, my whole back is like, just, I got tingles like all over my body, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Carmen. Mm-hmm. I, and certain people that would certainly be listening to the show that are just like, oh my God, I get to ride my horses again when I'm dead. Yes, sweetheart, you do. And it's like, 
because we're in pure energy. Yeah, it's a, it's a continuation. In, in a continuation, and I always say this to people based on my past upbringing, when we die, it is not a location. So certain religions will call it heaven, or they'll make it, I don't know what other ones call it, if they call it, oh, maybe hell, maybe nirvana or something. I know that there's just different words or underworld, um, middle world, upper world. Like I'm trying to think of all, there's like, there's just different words to try and create a location. And Mm -hmm. then to say the location looks like, and this is what happens there versus it's far more expansive than that. Mm -hmm. So you can go into the, the different dimensions. You could be a geometric shape. You could be color. You could come back to earth and be in water. You could be a butterfly dead, then a, you know, a frog, then a, you know, a cloud, um, and then standing in 15 people's houses all at the same time. You could be a hockey puck while all your friends are smacking you all over the rink, having a ball of fun. And you're just thinking (laughs) the spinning disc idea is just tremendous fun. Like it's just, it's never ending what the possibilities are. And yet, because religions have not given us the opportunity uh, to the freedom, freedom, opportunity to be outside their box, whichever religion you're in, perhaps. Um, we do, we don't really see the grandness of it, the expansiveness of it, the beauty, the warmth, the love, the potential. There's so much to be experienced, and this young woman is just gangbusters for it. I have put in a request, verbal or nonverbal, that when I cross, I would really like to experience like a movie reel of all of my workout faces. So you know when you have to like exert the energy to like lift the weight? Yes. And like all the faces that you make? I just, I would love to spend time, whatever that looks like, linear or non, just watching all of my human oh, I love that. human faces. I want to watch that with you. <laughs> I want to be there to laugh with you. I grant permission. Okay. I want to um, watch all the videos of when I'm on Earth as Karen Sarlow, where I was watching something funny on TV, um, where I hit the pause button when I want to laugh, and how I walk around the house feeling all of my laughter before the next thing that happens that's funny. That's, I really like that because you're, you're actually saying that you want to observe yourself laughing. And I have, I have often thought like, I want to watch something that will make me laugh. Oh no, I want to observe me laughing. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. And, and my head went to like, I would like to watch every time I didn't make it through a doorway and clip the wall. (laughs) Your funny reel, the outtake reel. Oh my God. That's a hoot. So you want to watch that, and I want to watch myself laughing at that reel. Mm -hmm. Okay. God, some psychologists could listen to this show and go, we really need to call those ladies. I hope so. (laughs) I mean, for what purpose? (laughs) Humor. I shouldn't have jumped to conclusion. Perspective, Kelly. Okay. (laughs) Except the bigger picture Mm -hmm. about life. Um, Okay. Oh, I have a... You know what? We should do a whole list... Of show of in a show of all the things we want to do when we're dead as two mediums, because I think it might actually help people with their belief systems. Okay, I would like to put it out to all listeners 
please submit your own lists. Oh, and maybe we could put like a deadline. Maybe we could put a deadline of like February 1st to have them all in. 2021. Yeah. And we will read them on the show. <laughs> I think that's fabulous. Okay. And the, the purpose for me in doing something like that is because I know being raised Catholic for 19 years, severe um, Catholic, that um, your box, the box can be pretty small mm-hmm. in that ha- there's a heaven and a hell and that's it. Well, and this purgatory. is what, oh, purgatory for and forgetting. limbo. <laughs> I am forgetting really well. Yes. Good for Karen. <laughs> um, that there's that, that particular belief system has certain boxes. So when you die, you go in box A, B, C, or D mm-hmm. and that other religions have other boxes. And some people have no religion whatsoever, and they think that there's nothing there. And they think, I'm terrified of dying because it's a black hole of space. What am I going to do? Float around it forever? Alone? And they're scared. And it's like, no, no, sweetheart. There's love. There's so much more than that. There's no reason for fear. There's no reason to be limited. So I think that would be a wonderful idea, Kelly, to, to broaden that for people mm-hmm. and anybody who's just will, just willing to listen, be, maybe because they're in pain, maybe mm-hmm. because they keep reliving some idea that, you know, my son died in a car crash. I keep thinking he's burning. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking he's suffering. Come on outside of that. Mm-hmm. Let's, in, let's invite them today. Yeah. Cause okay. I, I think about some people, you know, who maybe are agnostic or atheist and think there's just a non-existence. Yeah. And that could be very comforting yeah. because of how painful existence is. Yes. And that's okay. You know, if that expands the way that you mm-hmm. think, great. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I could, at one point, I could really understand where some people in religion might be very comforted at the idea that when they pass, they're going to sit with Mary forever and ever. Mm. And if we can just expand your belief system enough to know that you can be in multiple places at once, then that idea of sitting with Mary forever and ever brings you happiness and comfort. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could replace Mary with Karen Sarlo Mm. and think like, yeah, sign me up for that lifetime. I mean, Mm. I signed up for it in this one, but (laughs) the afterlife would be pretty great (laughs) too. And thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) Or as, you know, as this daughter is, can ride her horses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a great idea. So we have one more story. Oh, okay. We have one more. And it's actually, it's quick. It's a couple that calls, or or pardon me, we're doing another where we can see each other session. And the couple says, what can you tell us about our son? No, what can you, no, I have to word that properly, Kelly. What can you tell us about Nate? And I, so I I didn't even get to pick the name. No, because you can't. So uh, it's important. So I'm sorry about that for today. No, that's okay. Okay. And they said, what do you get about Nate? And I said, well, give me a minute. And so the spirit guides came in and said, this is their child. And I said, okay. And I'm assuming male because it's Nate. And they said, this is a person transgender. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, so is this Nate, Natalie, Nathaniel, Nathaniel? Nathaniel. Nathaniel. That Jesus. Was Sorry. Uh, Nathaniel. Um, like what, what do you mean? Because I don't, I don't know. Could you explain it? And they said, well, the point is, is that it, it was, it is a person who was born female and is transgendered to male. So it's currently Nate was Natalie. 
And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. And I said, what, what do the parents want to know? They want to know what their contract is. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. So what's the contract? And they said, the contract is to ask questions. The contract is to change their emotional intelligence from statements of you should, you need, to what do you think, what do you want, who are you? So it's it. the contract is for growth. Mm-hmm. The contract has to do with their level of emotional intelligence, not Nate's. Ah, I Isn't love gorgeous? that. Yes, because we always say, be willing to learn from your children. If you are not willing to learn from your children, don't fucking have them. Gold. Thank you. And I just love that people can hear that that can be an entire contract and that that actually could be your entire purpose. Oh, okay. You're going to the next point. Great. It's a bingo square. Okay. So the next point, when they say what else is in the contract, it is to let Nate discover Nate, Nate's identity. And so if Nate chooses to go back and forth, female, male, male, female, whatever, in whatever order, whatever days, that's up to Nate to figure out. And for them to figure out how, by asking Nate, how to approach that instead of trying to stumble into it and make mistakes, Mm -hmm. but to sit down and to communicate and say, how do you feel? How do we proceed? Well, are there possibilities you may change your mind some days? Should we be prepared for that? You know, isn't that gorgeous? Yes. And I hope this comes out as kindly as I, as I mean for it to come out. I have never understood the resistance or difficulty with um, pronouns. The, the, the transition from she to he to, to potentially they and, and whatever future pronoun we discover or create. Because in my head, you know, all you're asking a person is how they want to be referred to. And that is a necessary and respectful thing to do. And to me, it's the same thing as if, you know, if my parent referred to me as a 33-year-old as um, Kitty... And I'm going, come on, like, stop calling me that. I hate that name. It's the same fucking thing. Can I give another example? Mm-hmm. I was married and it was Mrs. I left my husband and people wanted to write Ms. MS. Yeah. Or ask me if it's Mrs. still and, and, or if I still go by my maiden name. Do I go by my married name? Did I decide to pick a new name? Is it Miss? Like, what am I, what am I going by? Karen's great. And I, yes. But when you are ticking off the boxes on forms or you're in a hospital or I don't know, whatever it is, people are, ask me how I want to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So because of that situation that it might be, oh, well, I don't know if she's married or she's single. I don't know if it's miss, miss or miss or a miss or a missus. I'm not certain. I can't see her fingers, so I don't know if there's a ring, not a ring. But I'm just saying to your very point that we don't mind asking in those circumstances. So why do we mind in any other circumstance? Yeah. You know what? Like the only people that should make you sweat over this is like your federal tax department. (laughs) You know, like where they're just like, we need to know the whole history. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. If anyone else makes you sweat, don't stick around. Yeah. And like you said, it's just, um, it's an issue of just respecting another person. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue of, um, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in transgender. It, that's not the issue. That, that's not what's on the table. No, because you can, sorry, I'm getting very heated. Go ahead. I w- I'm just wanting to point out that the issue is not your belief system. The issue is respecting people, respecting human beings. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And the reason I was trying to give the example of the nickname is because like, would you actually get into a fight with your 30 year old mm-hmm. kid and say, well, I've always called you Kitty, so I'm going to keep doing that. Right. Even though you've expressed to me that it's hurtful or mm-hmm. it makes you feel whatever it makes you feel. The, mm-hmm. the feelings shouldn't be the thing that justifies it. You're asking that you don't do that. Don't do it. So that was the contract. Lovely. I, and and in, there were other things in the session, but I wanted to pull out the medical intuitiveness that came in about, and, and I would say medical intuitive, Kelly, because their child is still going through all of the processes of change. So I'm calling it medical intuitive because of that. Absolutely. Because if you're talking about us being able to look at scans, yeah. we're looking at an anatomical scan of conception and birth, mm-hmm. and then what that tra- that potential transition looks like, mm-hmm. right? And if it's a physical transition, cool. And if it's not a scan for a physical transition, we're looking at the medical intuitive part where they are maybe adjusting their hormone levels mm-hmm. or in, um, in the brain, right? Where things, where things shift or, um, synesthetically, what's going on in the body, which is still medical intuitive, to see they don't identify with an old gender that used to be. Thank you. To an, or, or to add to this point or to the story, the couple then said to me, okay, so you knew all this? And I, she goes, I just, I don't get this. And me so, neither. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ain't that the truth? And I said, oh, I said, well, it's reading the records. And they just were like, what? And I said, well, I'm just reading the records. She goes, is this what you call a soul contract? Yes. Is this what you call the Akashic records? Yes. Is this that kind of library thing that they have? Like, am I getting this right? Like I've heard, I don't totally get it, but I'm a, she goes, I'm a little bit like into spiritual stuff, but I, I don't do it. She says, I can't do it, but like I read about it. Is that what you're doing? And I said, yes. And then, holy crap, game-changing moment. You just see them both, like, turn and look at each other. Like, this is written in our child's life path. We got to get our shit together. Oh, I love it. That This is on us to get our shit together. This child is just living the path they wrote. Period. And I am like heart bursting. I'm like, I can't wait to happy dance with Nate in the kitchen. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I want to dance with his mom and dad spirits in the kitchen. Like, I'm just like, okay, somebody just got it. And I said to her, wow, you are not just talking spiritual. You actually are living it. Oh no, I can't do what you do. I said, you don't have to. You don't have to 
use these gifts to live a spiritual life. Recognizing another person's spirit and the right to live their path is living an authentic spiritual life. Period. Yay for Nate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yay for Nate and yay for his parents. Yay for every single person who hung in and listened to the end of this show that got to hear that message. And have a way to frame something. Because some people want to put their frame on it and have everybody comply to theirs. Like the second story that we did, where you were saying, or no, pardon me, this one where you were saying, um, you know, the person doesn't want to acknowledge a gender, a gender change and or a pronoun change. And like, that's their biggest issue in life? Probably not. No, every issue in their life is a bigger issue because they're probably not dealing with any of their own. Mm -hmm. They want their business and everybody else's so they don't have to deal with their own stuff. Mm -hmm. And these parents are saying, holy crap, we get it. We get it. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I I know that you you value... Mm-hmm. And and say congratulations to the stories and to these moments. To the stories? Well, I mean, to people's lives. Like That was the direct congratulations to Karen. Oh. I say congratulations. Okay, and we're 285 episodes deep. <laughs> I say congratulations Thank to you. Karen for doing an exceptional job Aww. and living her life path. Thank you. So that someone like Nate... And Nate's parents right. can be validated in theirs. Right. Isn't that a lovely triangle? Now that you're a part of it. <laughs> right. Following along. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hence the, hence the heart bursts and the happy dances. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're done? Okay. Didn't want to rush you. Oh, no. I'm going to go into the kitchen and dance. Oh. (laughs) There's no rushing I will not hold you back. (laughs) Good enough. So if you guys have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at bysarlo.com. If you have time and you're feeling up for it, please hit the subscribe button, whether it's YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, or maybe even a place I don't know about yet. You can teach us. That's cool too. Um, We are so grateful to everyone who has shared and promoted and interacted with our things or our content. Uh, It means the world to us. The intention, as you heard in today's show, is to uh, expand people's mindsets and help you live a more authentic life. You can join us on Patreon if you're looking for that personal journey for yourself. It's patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. Otherwise, have a beautiful weekend.